Please listen carefully. Welcome to our show, Conundrum. I'm your host. <laughs> I'm your host, Holly Ray. Great. And I'm Stone. your other host, Gary Thorne. Hey, Gary. <laughs> we are continuing our conundrum on what the hell was Star Trek doing when dealing with queer issues? So if you missed our last episode, you're not miss you're not gonna be out of sync if you listen to this show, but I would recommend that you pop in there. We are trying to do this somewhat chronic based off of, uh, you know, the dates when the shows were airing and the conversations that were taking place during that time. So if you missed it, go ahead and pause, jump back and You're listen to that. You're a loser. You're a loser. No, yes, I slap you from a distance. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, we're going to continue our conversation today on uh, starting with Deep Space Nine. But before we get into that, Gary, what's new with you? Not a lot. I ooh, I had a big, huge day of cleaning the house. So ooh. we, because of me being home and everything going on, it was just decided that we didn't. I we have a housekeeper. We decided we didn't need them for this time frame. So because I can oh. clean, so we got rid of the housekeeper. So it's <laughs> killing like, me. It just sounds like you're just like you asked them. You just put them on hold. Yeah, we put them on hold till I get back to work. I'm right now, uh, for those who didn't listen to yesterday's, again, whatever, last week, sorry, when we make these, they'll be weekly. I am at the moment, I, I'm being self isolate I have to self-isolate because I came in contact with somebody who had COVID. And so I'm being the responsible person in self-isolating and I go in for my test tomorrow by the time this comes out i'll either have already known or whether i have it or not yeah <laughs> and and the assholery will still be there covered yeah. in beautiful glitter and fabulousness so it's all yeah, good. i'll still be a dick it won't really matter it's right just... <laughs> i mean there are elements about our characters that you just either love or you don't love it's all good you get all of us you so. get all of it no in all all honesty i love you but yeah, so other than that, doing a lot of cleaning, um, mm-hmm. I did want to ask you about the um, wonderful drawing that you put out on Facebook today. And I see it's behind you right now. Yes. I'll take it if you don't, if you have no place for it. So, so for those who are listening, uh, Gary is referring to a, a random piece of art that I found in my brother's stuff. Now, I lost my brother a few years back, and I kind of just inherited a a lot of the things, mostly because I couldn't let go of it. So there's a little bit of an emotional piece to that. But anyway, anyway, so I'm going through our art. Uh, my wife and I have moved into our new house. We went from 4,400 square feet to 22, which is really trying to downsize. And in that, we just put everything that had any likeness, art with art, didn't matter if it was the bathroom art, upstairs, down, doesn't matter. And that included the stuff that was in my brother's. Um, so I had gone through that and started putting it in with ours and started mixing it in. And I found this piece of art, which is I, Brent Trenbath is an artist out of California. And he does a lot of similar freestyle art where it's just, I, I don't know how to, it's like a hand drawing. Uh, this one in particular is done in like a Sharpie. It's a bald man. He's got two earrings, maybe glasses. It's really, it's a little bit of abstract. Na- uh, element it's really it. cool looking. It's really cool looking. Well, and Gary, probably you should put it up on our website. Yes, I will shoot, so I will shoot this picture it. and drop it on our website. Uh, and I'll drop it on our, our social media accounts. But none of you can ask for it because if she wants to give it away, I get it. 
I was just about to say Gary doesn't know. I might have a gift. I might have be I might have somebody else in mind. Sorry. Well, either way, as long as it goes to me or Dean, I'm okay. That's my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll get back to you on that. So I posted it on Facebook because I'm hoping that people who knew my brother might be able to identify the artist because there's no definitely if it's no marking. Yeah. at all is to what the the piece is called the the art that uh, the artist nothing nothing on the package nothing so i just called it man the man and the man too and they are identical turns out there are two i have two of these oh see i was wondering because well that takes care of that because i was wondering because it's kind i like it as a street artist because almost like a caricature yeah it's almost of. like it's a caricature so, i have, so have I, someone i don't know that's yeah. a good that is actually the best description right there yeah so I don't know where it's from. It's kind of a mystery collection. Um, my my partner Des and I we have a tendency to collect art. Oh, you're not married anymore. You know what? F you. <laughs> I can refer to my wife as my partner because she's also my partner. I know, but you're still so newlywed that it's just oh yeah, my wife. Oh yeah, yeah she is my, my wife. wife. My wife. When I'm partner. legally married to I also call her sexy I call her lover I have all I have a lot of names for her (laughs) wait I have the same names for her huh I have those exact same names for her we're gonna have to talk about this after the show (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway moving on um we collect art and Dean so Gary's husband Dean his parents did uh, quite a bit of art in their life. And we, when they were moving, we collected some art pieces from them. And what you don't know, Gary, is that we have six of those pieces being professionally framed right now. Oh, cool. Good. Yeah. I keep so telling ex- Dean to do that to his that he's got, but he just goes, oh yeah, I'll get to that eventually. I'm excited. Well, that's what we said too. And we, Michael's has a lot of deals right now. They have like oh, cool. a 60 and 70% off and stuff like that. And we save our art and then we take them at like four pieces in and spend about $500 and get them framed. And it's worth it because one, I actually get them up on the wall. They look good. They're being protected. So they're not getting smoke on them, hair on them, cooking, whatever. It's not getting a lot of particles being dumped on there. So it's worth it for the preservation of the art that I actually have the art out and it's being used in the way that I want it to be. And you can see I in the in our video feed, which if we drop these on YouTube, you'll see my whole background has got some art kind of splattered. And then anyway, that's what I do. I've got to have to start brushing my hair. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, that's why I look so cute because I actually get ready for our shows. Gary just shows up. Yeah. Yeah. I bring the personality. She brings the beauty. It all all (laughs) makes sense. (laughs) Yes. Together. We're perfect. Uh, So that's what I was working on. So you're working on cleaning. I was working on hanging the 40 boxes of art that we have. And that takes a lot of work and ladders and measuring and laser. Oh, leveling. hell yeah. Oh. I understand where you're coming from. It's so funny, hard. actually, this time Dean and I moving to when we moved, we decided to not, the places we've had before, we've plastered all the walls with the artwork. This time we decided not to and just going to change out the art every once in a while just to put new ones up. And he's actually, I was going, okay, sure, Dean. And I thought, well, okay, whatever. I thought there's no way he's going to do that. He's going to end up hanging it all up. He's actually really, he's done that and just changed it every once in a while. So it's been sort of interesting. Yeah. I was, uh, I took all, we have a glass shelf corner where my uh, 
alcohol shrine, which is a joke now apparently amongst my friends, the alcohol shrine, the bar, is uh, it has a series of glass shelves. And I asked us, I was like, hey. You have to hear, I I have to interrupt you just for a minute. Okay. As she's saying this, her hands went to jazz hands as she said alcohol shrine. I just have that, you know, just to get the idea. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I I have some Italian in me somewhere and and then you got the Irish. You're Irish. That's all you need. Irish, Scottish, Welsh, Danish, you name it. And I just, they all have hand movement in the culture. So I'm just, I'm living on, living my true self here. So I took the glass shells and asked Des, he's like, hey, can you help me wash these down while I'm leveling and getting all this stuff done? And she's washing them down and she looks, she's like three shelves in and she stops and looks over at my dog, our dog, Max, and says, take a look at this. This is the only time your mom and I will ever wash these. Because she's like, and she's got it in her head that we will never wash these glass shelves ever again. And I have it now in my head to make an effort to do that because she made that comment. I probably would have forgotten, but because she made that comment, I'm like, no, now I'm going to make sure to do it. <laughs> and so I just find it funny that you're, you say that to Dean and Dean does in fact switch out the art. So. Oh yeah. No, I was shocked. Yeah. I'm like, so and maybe I'll show knowing you and Des that uh-huh. that's going to get washed. I just, that's what it doesn't make sense to me. Like why should you make that comment? Because I'm like, we typically do this. Yeah. At least I do. I, I, uh, if something is made of glass well, and it's clear and it reflects dust or fingerprints or stuff like that, it, I, I feel like it should be clean. Like it should be okay, serving. The only thing I say is that a nice dust layer gives a wonderful, a wonderful glow to things. No, that is skin cells. <laughs> like gross. That's so, what I'm actually and, enjoying right now about painting the house and like cleaning because the people who own this house, it's their dead cells that I'm finding all over this house right now. And I, it's just gross. So my, I do need to, I, I want to ask a question okay. first. Are you guys keeping your, your housekeeper yourself or have you gotten? Have, we plan, we plan to have uh, our housekeepers come back in. So I want right to say to the reads to all the listeners out there just really quickly. We say this, we're not like, neither of us are like huge amount of money. We've just chosen that we like having housekeepers. <laughs> our house. I, I have learned, <laughs> and, and honestly, we don't, we don't make a lot of money. No, no. <laughs> I choose not to buy certain things in order to have other things done. Is what exactly. It's really what it is. It's like, either I can have Starbucks every single day, or I have Starbucks once or twice a week, and I, I pay $150 a month. For someone to come in because I only have them come in once a month and clean. And we do it every two weeks. Yeah, right? it, and if we have when people are visiting more, we have people coming and going. Yeah. We're ha- and we're in the summertime. We do do yeah. it every other week, uh, but during the the winter and stuff like that. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. There's no. It, there's we're not having a lot of people coming and going. There's not a lot of activity, so we're not making as much as many messes. But um, yeah, I just. I choose, there's some battles I'm, I'm willing to have a fight for. I'm willing to go in, yeah. go in a battle for. And cleaning is not one of them. No. And being upset with somebody over something is not is not worth it. And it, no. when you come home, it smells so nice. It smells great. Yeah. It's, it's just, nice. there are ways to fix problems that, yeah. that people might have in their relationship. It's, if it's how a dish, dishes are stacked or dishes aren't getting washed or laundry's not getting done. There are people out there who will come in for like an hour and take care of that for you. Yeah. Not even an hour. That stuff can get done for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, except for laundry. And it's done. 
and there's no no one needs to fight. I love it. Oh my god! So, and I know we're going way over on our time to do this, but that was all good. I forgot this one. So, um, I find out that I, you know, was exposed to somebody who has COVID. So all of a sudden, I have to stay in our. You've never. You, Holly hasn't seen my place. I haven't seen her place other than through some video, because we we right. live where we live in different states from each other. Yeah. But, so I live in 945 foot square square foot condo. So our dryer goes out. <gasps> Can't have anybody coming in right now. So no. I'm literally and thank God we have a drying rack. Sure. So right now we ha- I'm using a drying rack and we'll have to at least for another week. And so I'm going again. Thank God I'm home. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, so. and and thank you for being a responsible human being <laughs> and not subjecting somebody to a potential exposure. No. You don't know what's well, going on in their lives, and I appreciate yeah. you're not doing that. Although now, the person that I am, I'm like, okay, let's do a little diagnostics. Like, we'll <laughs> out, and we can take that apart and see if we can fix that. That's where my head goes when I think when the people are like, oh yeah, it's broken. I'm like, oh, I can fix it. And you're right. And there's there. I already looked at a couple of the options and I, I thought, oh, it's a belt. We can get that in care of easily. It's not. I looked at all the stuff. So nothing is. So it's like, OK, we're just going to wait now. Sure. So but well, um, I am sorry to hear that. That is some that's <laughs> bummer news. But I'm glad that you have other alternatives to dry your clothes. Yeah, so, sorry, I just had to. So there we go. So I actually have more going on. So it's like, yeah. Right. Okay. Look at that. <laughs> You're in isolation and you got drama. With your washer and dryer. Well, always, you know. <laughs> hey. Anyway, so I suppose we should actually talk about this episode at some. Yeah, point. let's jump into this episode. Okay, are. okay. So, if you are new to our show, just kind of give you a little high, highlight here. Conundrums, just like you know, a conundrum, except for it is a queer focused conundrum. So, conundrum, or if you prefer, queer with a, a queer nun with a drum, if that helps. I don't care how it works for you, baby. We're here for you. Uh, this particular set of series, we are going to be looking at what was Star Trek thinking when addressing queer issues. Uh, the last sh- episode that we did, we were focused on, uh, remind me, was it It was Next Gen? It was, well, yeah, we did the Star Trek Next Generation. Yep. We did the episode The Outsider. That's right. Um, yeah. And then we did talk a little bit about First Contact and 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 Hank. And his character, we talked about the director of the shows um, and kind of some char- character, I would say, flaws in this case, uh, were influencing some of the factors behind the scene and how certain shows were produced and how core issues were addressed. And, and again, if you're if this is the first time you're listening to us, the other episode was at the time it was supposed to be an allegory about about gay life is how they phrased it. But yeah. there we go. An allegory about queer life. Yeah, and, and that it specifically, really... we were talking about season five, episode seventeen, "The Outsider," and we kind of dove into that a little bit and kind of dissect it and had some conversation. So, if you are interested, go ahead and drop in on that podcast and check it out. You have questions or you want to share your thoughts and feelings on it, please connect with us on social media. So or if you think we're completely fucked in what we said, let us know. This is also a possibility. Also, do so with love and grace. Thank you. Moving on. So, D Space Nine. All right. So, D Space Nine, I think I love. Which is the best Star like, Trek series? No, we will get into that another day. <laughs> not do that. Oof. Okay. Uh, I think, it, but I will say that I, I will say this about D Space Nine. I think that it is among all of the Star Trek universe, 
terms of like TV, I could probably even make that statement about movies. The most subtextually like queer version of life kind of just represented in Starfleet, just right there in Deep Space Nine. Uh, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like the entire series, but I would say that there was, there was definitely some characters that had elements of queer to it. Yes, there were. The There were, and we'll, we'll talk, I, I think we can get more into that in a minute after we, in a minute or, you know, for us a minute, but it'll probably really, the listeners will be 45 minutes in before we actually, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this, time. this episode that we're talking about happened in the fourth season. It's episode five. It is called Rejoin. It first premiered October 30th, 1995. So, the, and the big part about this episode is that it is the first time in Star Trek history where there was actually a kiss, a same-sex oh, kiss. Yep. Mm-hmm. For uh, for those of you who don't know, it's between Dax and I've just lost her Lenora. Nara. Lenora Khan, um, yeah. Uh, the two of them are both trills. They've they several lifetimes ago they were uh, married. Yes, they were once. So it was. Uh, so I think it's Dax, and then it's Khan. Is the K A H N is yes. the other symbiote, and they were they they were married at one point. But there is like a whole trill society of uh, rules about when there's a rejoining. There is they're they're forbidden from reassociating with those par- partners or past hosts, and so it was a it was a faux pas like you're not allowed to do this. And they have because they have to treat it like they're truly dead, you know, like so. True, like yes, they have truly they passed have on. That life is gone. Now it's the new, and you can't just go back because it's not in their mind. Wasn't fair to the new to the new host. To and there's there is a point in the episode where they explain in a brief 30 seconds, how, who, who the hosts were from the time period that this all happened to who they are now. What was going on in that time for, for Dax and uh, Khan. So yeah, it just, I, I remember this episode. I did not rewatch it before we recorded because I, it, it just, it had an impact on me. It was just, Dax is my favorite character. Um, oh yeah. Anybody who's ever been in an argument with me about favorite characters in in ds9 hear it now in your ears it is still dax it will always be dax and specifically i'm referring to jazia dax favorite character on deep space nine love love and it's the one part of that we do agree with that she is my favorite character and and she was hurt she was very heartbroken and that actress um terry terry farrell did an amazing job just portraying that emotional connection to I think it was Susan Thompson that was playing the um, yep. the other trill, and there was just this Susanna. Sorry, Susanna. Thompson. Oh, Susanna. Thank you, Susanna. There was a very clear connection, and and that's what we're kind. Of, that's what we're talking about right now, uh, specifically. Um, what drew us to this conversation was their kiss. And it, what I'm so impressed with in this episode, first of all, you said is. Terry Farrell's acting in this is amazing. And did you know that this is really, before this, she modeled, she was not, she had never acted before getting into Deep Space Nine. Oh, no, I didn't so know that. So this is, this was it for her. And it's just like, oh my God, amazing. Wow. Susanna Thompson also, the two of them, you're right, had an amazing connection. They did a great job. What I love about it is Avery Brooks, who plays Captain Sisko, mm-hmm. this is an episode he directed. Really? Yes. So it's something that, Watching 
watching this, you, you, I, what I love is when you first meet them together, you already know the history of them. Yeah, because it's been kind of set up. But when you first see them come together, you honestly ache for them. I just watched yeah. it again right before we did this. Did podcast, you? Oh, so. I can so, imagine. And so, I mean, that you could see the the ache they have for each other, you know, and you very much get the impression that 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 they were soulmates. You yeah. know, you you just in this. Brief, oh, I, I'm getting you know, chills. Just, yeah. Oh, chills. <laughs> it was just so watching that again was just very. God, and I remember even at the time being a, a, a gay man watching it the first time. This episode, I remember watching it, and by the end of the episode, openly bawling because, you know, I was still closeted at that point. And, you know, oh, okay. yeah, so this was just 1993. You know, yeah, it I think was it's when it aired. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, no, it was 95. No, it was ni- 95. Yeah, I was still, I was still married to. Uh, my ex-wife, who we have a great friendship now. Um, but it was, so I remember just watching that episode and just, they did such a good job with it on every aspect of that part of it. And like I said, and I watched it again, specifically, part of the reason I watched it again, because I know when I talked to you about this, is that I wanted to make sure I hadn't exaggerated the fact, when they kiss, yes, you see spit. You mm-hmm. see the spit with them and I mean, it's that passionate of a kiss. And it was, I mean, and that was all, that was Terry Farrell going, well, no, we're going to do this. We need to do this correctly. Right. We want to make sure, you know, this is the love of my life. And um, and if you're going to get a kiss and, and it's possibly the only kiss you will ever have, you make it, you make it worth it. And, and so, and it was, it was that, it was that perfect kiss that if this was your last kiss you can ever have, like it was, it, and it really felt like that was possible. And I think as a, as a, as a viewer watching it, I knew that this was not a character that was going to be staying. I didn't think Khan was going to be staying with the no, series. No, there was no. And so, it, and, no. and you just kind of know that you, when new characters are introduced, you, for the most part, you know, they're not going to stay. So I was prepared to say goodbye to that character but it was really hard to say goodbye to that character because of that connection that was so well portrayed by these two actresses and that kiss just was, a, it was so, well done. Well and done. that's, I, I do have to say at this point, it was the one kiss. Yes. That they got in the episode that if you remember a little bit later in the episode, Holly, when Dax rescues her from the warp field, they're afraid the warp fur is going to explode because after she, they oh. try to get the wormhole to open up, and it, yes. it, it, yeah. So there, there is a scene where they had where they realized they never wanted to leave. You know that they Dax says, "I couldn't lose you again," and and she says, "I feel the same way." And they didn't kiss, and it's so you could see that you could see they should have kissed, and I get the impression the actresses wanted to kiss, but I think it was told to them, "No, you get the one kiss, and that's it." You know, and so I very much did get that impression too on the other. Well, and then, you know, good on them because they made it, they delivered on that. Oh, yeah. And Jazia's character, the actress, I'm trying to play her name again. Um, Terry Farrell. Yeah, she, she even said that, like, she wanted, she wanted more representation. Yes. The queer community. And I think. You know, I got to say, honestly, that most of the Star Trek characters uh, yeah, the actors playing pretty much them. the cast is all was always been for it from all of them from all the series have been very much saying there should be more representation if they're saying this is all inclusive 
Yeah. So I really got to give the actors credit for that. The only one I've never heard say that by chance is William Shatner, who has yeah. never. And because, you know, I'm going to say he might be a bit of a dick, but, you know, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know him. He's made a lot of money being the way he is. So, you know, hey, good yeah, for him. There's no pressure to change. Sometimes yeah. those, those things well, don't change. And he's fucking closer to the end of his life, beginning of his life now. So I don't think it's going to Yeah, I don't think at this point, there's probably not going to be too much of a change. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard or read anything about his particular stance on it. Not that that anyone needs to put out there their particular stance or feelings on things, but in the context of the fact that many have come out to just say that, thank you for doing that. Appreciate that. Because it's important to me, but I, and I'm sure it's important to others to have queer representation in our media. And the fact that so many people want, wanted that, want it, and are now actively doing it. We're seeing so much more representation in our, in our media now. Just, it makes me happy. I wish it happened sooner. Of course, I think some of these shows, some of the episodes would have been better if they had certain elements to it. I'm not saying it has to be queer all day long, but there are elements to people's individual characters that could have been made better if it had that. Well, uh, on this show in particular, I'm talking this show overall, not just this one episode. Okay, so it's known that everybody agrees that at least 10% of the population is queer, if, if not more now. Right. So the thing that does get to me is that on this show where they had revolving, which I loved about the show, revolving recurring characters that came in and out all the time. None of them were considered queer. We do have the, and I've... The shopkeeper? Yes. Who even admits he played the character. I've just, I'm trying to find his name right now. It's not Gal Ducat. But I no, it's, um, go, oh gosh. The mouth words are coming to me. Maybe. Mouth. Come on, mouth um, words. Is, it starts with a G, Garrick. Garrick, yeah. So he, um, yes, um, I think he had at one point said like he, his character, like his, his weight, the way he acted was a little more flamboyant in nature. I think he, I think that was a character choice that he went with and I loved it. And I, I wish there's a little more development there. And I think they probably could have done more with that backstory. I don't know. I think there's some, I, I think you could get into some forums and you can have some conversations with people like, queer not queer and i think you can get a like a 50 50 read on that where some people say well i mean he's he in in the uh documentary i cannot remember it oh my god anyway he was in a documentary where he said that he played him as gay yeah when he first was on the show he played that he was going after dr bashir and it was he very... honestly thought that's where they were going to go with it yeah and he was shocked that that's not where they went with it yeah um I think a lot of people were that that's where my that's where I'm was going at with or getting at with that statement. Uh, but the rejoining that episode was very key. There's some there's some moments where I think there is there's just a little bit of that flavor interest. And you do see some background characters, non-binary, at least they present non non-binary. They don't really go into the details of those characters' lives again. They're just I'm just characters. I'm not trying to challenge you, but where I don't I, I don't remember any background characters I would have thought oh well you know like at Quark's place they'll have like they'll have a ship on load of people and you would see like a lot you'll see some people close together like really intimately close together that you could not tell what their their particular gender expression is because okay. of all the makeup and the and the prosthetics 
to create whatever alien look they're going for. But you could see there's, again, very much of the background. And I would have to go through and watch and be like, take a check mark and be like that one and that one. You know what I mean? But that's my feeling. I don't, I don't think there was enough forefront on it though. The um, and, the, and the documentary I saw where he talked about it is, it was a really fun, good documentary called What We Left Behind Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It's on YouTube for free right now. Oh. I would, it was, it was wonderful to watch because you get a lot of stuff actually on that one about how people did not like this when I, and I remember that people didn't like it. It wasn't, they wasn't, they didn't consider it part of the uh, Star Trek canon and they thought, well, no, they're not doing, they're not exploring there. It's, it's, oh, and they didn't like the, that Deep Space Nine itself wasn't a part of Star Trek canon oh yeah because they're not exploring they're not right know. there's people saying that about discovery um yeah. they're like oh this isn't star trek because they're not going around and exploring and they're it's it's like star trek is what we make it it does i mean there is there is that subscription of all right star date four seven six two two one point one we are going to be visiting a new planet we're going to send a red shirt always send a red shirt because we need one guy to die so we can express the dangers of this new planet. Like okay. there's a script, sure, but it doesn't always have to be that predictable. And I love the new, the new way of approaching Star Trek because it well, isn't just one way. And I, you know, and we'll get into this more when we talk about discovery, but I kind of believe that Deep Space Nine is it's the 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 mother figure of Discovery, that it's like, you know like a half sibling of discovery anyway, because it's, it's got that same kind of thing to it. I have to, when you talked about the Star Trek log and I forgot to talk about this in the other episode, Gene Roddenberry set it up that way because he knows everybody loves a story. So what they're hearing about has already happened. Mm-hmm. And he thought, Oh, well, people love this. It's already happened. So we can do the story right. this way. And so I thought I'd never, it had never actually, I'd never thought of that before that, it, Oh, this is a story that's already happened that somebody's telling you all about it. To me, it's just, oh, yeah, okay, we're hearing about it. It's happening, but that's right. how he envisioned it. So I love yeah, that. Yeah, the starting it off with the date and time and stuff yeah. was very much like, on this day in 1947, this event occurred, and you're, and you're but you're in the moment watching it unfold Yeah. versus it's just happening. And I think that's what people who choose to not appreciate the changes in the art, which is fine. That's their choice. They like that predictable arc of storytelling. So, and it's, we, we've talked about this and we will continue to talk about this through the, all the Star Treks that one of the things I, you and I both think that Dax, Jadzia Dax is the best character on Star Trek. No, it's Star um, Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, Deep Space Nine or all of them, but no, however <laughs> you want to look at it. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people, Jatsia Dax is their favorite character. Mm-hmm. Do you know why she wasn't on the final season of... No, why they okay. killed her off? Yeah, they killed her off because she asked for... She wanted to get the same pay as, oh, I don't know, Worf or the male characters. Are you... They would not give it to her. Are you... What? Yeah, she just wanted, you know, parody. She wanted equal pay? Oh, yeah, my God. equal pay. And, and she's the would, favorite character. When they killed her character off, I I almost stopped watching it. Well, to be honest, I didn't watch the last season of it for years. I just, I couldn't do it. So 
they didn't give her that, you know, so that's what happened to her. And ironically, again, on a later show, she was, wasn't near as good when she did the, she was in a series after that called Becker, same thing. She just wanted parody. She wanted to get the same pay as the male co-stars. And that's why she wasn't on the last season of that show is because they went to it. She goes, well, fuck you. And she walked away. So I respect her a lot more for that and cannot believe these people allow this to happen. Yeah. But, so that was, um, um, oh, I did that, not know that. Yeah, so I'm that's not surprised. Why. I'm sure there are other actors who've had to walk away from shows because they weren't they weren't getting. I'm the impressed script. that she had the guts to do it. Yeah, honestly, you know, because really the thing about it is too, you got to consider that in this show, we we know that a lot of the actors get typecast. Mm-hmm. So there was a chance that she was going to be typecast, and never be in anything ever again. She is very lucky that within two years she went on another show. A lot of these you, you've never heard of, which is terrible because there's some really amazing actors. Yeah. And to do that, have the guts to say, well, no, I'm going to go ahead and leave this because I think that's amazing. Because Yeah, I did I not mean, know that. Good, yeah, good on her. I, yeah, so. if, if people are doing the job, pay them what they're doing. You know, it does, I don't understand why women have to get paid less. Like why that's even, why that was ever even a thing. No, it's right. But do you know who she's married to? Isn't she married to, um, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. It just slipped my head. No. Yes, I do. Tell me. She's married to Adam Nimoy, Spock's son. Okay. Yes. Which I love, you know, it's so, <laughs> so that, and I just think that's really cool that she ended up getting to know him and that they end up being together. So that just a nice little nerd, a, a nerd moment, right? everything. Nerdy. Um, that's uh, one of the things that really shocks me with this show. And actually I talk about that with, uh, I've mentioned this before is that with, I think her and Nana Visitor are the two best actors on the show. I think they do the, they've got the, some of the best story arcs and you don't hear of either of them anymore. I mean, Terry Farrell left. She is basically semi-retired now. Is, but Nana I thought, Visitor. I thought that she, yeah, she's retired, but I thought um, the other gal who. Nana Visitor. Yeah, Nana Visitor. I thought she was directing. Nope. That's your thinking of on Voyager. Oh, I am. I'm thinking yeah. of um on the next episode. Right. Right. <laughs> uh yeah, she's doing a lot of directing now. And we'll we'll get into, you know, at some point we'll do where they are now kind of conversations. It's like here they were this is what they're doing, and here's where they are now kind of conversations. But yeah, I just I I did not know that about Terry. So it's um so this amazing um actor Roxanne Dawson. Sorry. There you go. This amazing actor um, who had some of the best storylines on the show. And I think that most people would agree with that. It's not, you know, I don't think we're saying anything out of turn. Mm. You know, she's asked for more pay. And it wasn't, you know, and so, which really bothers me. I want to mention the person that played Dr. Khan has had a a fairly good career. Um, She has done a lot of things. Uh, the most recent thing she was in, she was uh, had a recurring role on the series Arrow. She played. Yes. She played. I like. Um, I really like Susanna Thompson's work. Yeah. I've every time I've seen her, she also was on Voyager. She was in the series Timeless. She was on that for twelve episodes. Yeah. Just I, I like her character. Yeah. A lot. She's Just, been a very steady working actor. She has. Yeah, and she's always does a good job. Um, so that's I like to. I like to know that, you know, that they, this, and cause that scene, the beginning scene to me is the best one 
where they just first see each other and they have to act all reserved. And uh-huh. you can just see. You could see it in their oh body language. And you're like, uh, what just happened? And they're both, again, this, uh, at some point we'll get to talk about this too. They're both straight actors who did an amazing job. Yes. Quote, unquote, straight actors. Yes. So this episode, to me, there's almost really nothing wrong with this episode. It's one of those, other than the there, fact there that I think there's another there, there scene was where no they out that was taken. Nope, none. There was no, uh, yeah, there's just no skirting the issue. They no. They had the conversation and, just like any normal human being would have a conversation about that, you know, this and the moment no that character in. in the episode questioned about it being a same sex relationship. Not a single character questioned that. They all just, they tried, several people yeah. tried to convince her not to do it because it was against Trill beliefs. But that's different. To, because for different reasons, not because they were same sex. That I, I love that. Which, which highlights the fact that even in that society, same sex isn't an issue in their society. No. It's not, that's not the taboo. The taboo is your past lives. You cannot reconnect like that once once one of you and both of you have passed on you're never allowed to reconnect because of because of their society's rules on that but nothing about it the gender uh, or sexual identity being an issue in that conversation so i thought i thought that was interesting too and i appreciated that they didn't try to because they easily could have skirted that Mm -hmm. in a different direction they could have what you know done so many things they didn't. I appreciate that they didn't. And I love it when conversations that, especially now in our, in our media, we're seeing a lot more shows do this where it's just like people are coming out to their TV mom and dad and TV mom and dad get upset, but they're not upset that their child is in a same sex relationship. They're upset that their child took three years to tell them. That's what they're upset about. They're upset that they have, they feel they failed to instill in their child a sense of love and security to the point that they would, that their child will tell them this thing about them. And for whatever reason, that doesn't happen. And you're seeing that conversation play out more because I feel like that's more the truth for the shock for most parents, not all parents, and maybe not most parents. But when you come out and it's like, oh, hey, mom, by the way, I'm in a same-sex relationship. And your mom's like, uh, what? It's not because of that choice. It's because as a parent, why didn't I know about this sooner? I thought we had a close friendship conversation and i love it when i see that played out and so in in media and i appreciate this episode building on that aspect as well especially at that time so the thing that drives me crazy mm-hmm. is that they do this amazing amazing episode that i don't think hardly has a wrong note in the episode and it was it yeah and then all of a sudden nothing by next That's year not- she was Pretty much, she was in a relationship it. with wharf you know so which i thought was a great i love that too don't get me right? wrong right but it was just, it was, they never, and I know they do this a lot in episodic TV. They never really revisited her aching for this person, which in this episode, you felt the ache for both mm-hmm. of them. So that bothered me, but you know, you sort of have to live with that. But yeah, I was, I remember at the time hoping that, oh, oh, this, this, maybe they're going to bring a gay character in. That was, I remember thinking that. Because maybe. there was a little bit of hint when, when Jazia Dex character shows up on scene. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of conversation about this character. If you don't, if, if those of you listening don't know this, uh, Dax's character is referred to sometimes by Captain Cisco as old man. 
because Captain Cisco knew the trill as an old man at the time. And that host had passed and the trill had been moved into now a female, younger female. And so there's a new, now there's a new person on, on the scene, so to speak with this, with these memories that Cisco identifies with, but in this beautiful, gorgeous woman's body. And so there's a lot of conversation, like little, like subtle hints. It's like, well, maybe because there still has like that, well, that feeling of Dax being a man even, is still there. Dax, yeah. Dax even talks about that. You know, I mean, there, I know once or twice makes comments about a really good looking woman or, uh-huh. you know, I mean, so it's, so that's kind of there. It's much better than any, ep- than any of the Star yes. before this. Yes. And I'm, so, just I appreciate her character so oh yeah an amazing character an amazing character amazing writers who helped her with that character I, you know I really am so impressed with that character and we'll get talking about the next in the next week's uh, podcast how then all of a sudden just came to a grinding halt you know <laughs> talking about the about the queerness aspect that all of a sudden it just there was nothing that happened but yeah um the Garrick, right? Garrick, yes. Garrick. He, he was uh he was a very interesting character in Deep Space Nine. I would put him up towards the top five because of just just the acting on uh, done by that actor. I don't remember like on the so, actor's name. Just he he played yeah. he played a very I would say kind of a I don't know if flamboyant is the word. No, he was not flamboyant. He's not flamboyant. Way, um, it's not the word. It's ah, I'm drawing. I always just thought very kind of a metrosexual presence. Sure, I'll go with that one. For uh, for he was very, uh, yeah, uh, for an alien species, he dressed because if you look at all of his, uh, if you look at all of the other characters that come on the show, that um, uh, you know, like for, I'm trying to blank on his race right now, the race that he portrayed on the TV show, um. They were very militant looking. All their clothing was very militant looking, and he was dressed very nice and posh. I would almost say he was like fastidious, you know, the okay. way on that. Yeah. All right, I could go with fastidious. Yeah, and he's very um. Anyway, his heart. His name is Andrew Robinson. Thank you. And um, I well, and just even the fact that they had him being a tailor. On the show. Yes, Cardassian. Yeah. Oh, Cardassian. So I'm sorry if I had to say that part. I was just so worried about getting his. Yeah, so he's this Cardassian, like spy kind of guy who who becomes a tailor. He's very well dressed. He his his acting is is it comes across to at least early on that he has an interest in Bashir, the, the doctor, who that his character is definitely not my favorite. Bashir is not my favorite character. Oh, me either. I, I could not so stand. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure he's a great actor, but that role just did not. No, there are so, so many either. things about that character. I did not like, but there's like a but, clearly gay or queer, like feel towards uh, just some sort of affectionate between them. Well, and what I liked is that, yeah, in the very beginning, you, you very much got the impression that, that Garrick was hitting on Bashir. Mm-hmm. You just very much got that impression. I liked, and actually I'll say the one of the, the only times I really liked Bashir's character is in the scenes with the two of them throughout the entire series. Agreed. 
I thought they played very well off each other. Agreed. Um, that character type works really well with Garrick, Garrick's character. Like it well, just, like, he needed yeah. that balance or he needed, they need, there needed to be a shift with Bashir so that he would balance out with Cisco or Cork or somebody else. Like he just needed another balanced character and he just. Well, I liked how, yeah, I liked how Garrick kept, uh, Bashir off center. He didn't never quite know how to deal with him. And I liked how then I liked how that, that particular arc went where there's a point where Bashir just accepted it and they were friends. And I always got the impression, even at the very end, that Garrick would have wished there was more. Yeah. And honestly, getting in all that, I think that the whole uh relationship with Bashir and and the new Dax was yeah. very forced. I didn't, I didn't yeah. get it, but that's, we're not talking about that kind of crap. That was just, no, a, no, that actually, <laughs> that, the fact that they killed such an amazing character off, especially yeah. now I hear it's because it, you know, they didn't want to pay her what she was worth. Yeah. And then they, they, they put in this, a new Dax character and, and I, and her acting was fine. I had nothing against her in her acting. Or oh, I thought like she that. actually did a really good job. Yes. I watched I, it. But I do feel line. on that relationship aspect, it was, it was a forced relationship that was not, it just didn't feel right. And, and sorry, the actor who played Dr. Bashir is Alexander Siddig. I want to make sure we get that out. Alexander, um, yeah. Thank you. I would have loved to have seen, and I've heard other people talk about this, and I think that Andrew Robbins, who played Garrick, said this too. The ending, he would love to have seen him and Bashir get together, which I mm. think would have been that would have been a great changeover for Doctor Bashir's character. Yeah, I probably could have liked him more because I feel like the character would have had that balance. Yeah, I felt like there was just something missing with him, and it's that's fine. You know, you have your that happens with shows, but anyway, I, do, I, I go ahead. Oh no, I just like the fact that you know that. Andrew played Garrick as gay, which yeah. I appreciated, I even appreciate if it never went there. I I, so I, I felt like it, it that character. It just the acting was good. The it was the, everything he did for that character. It, it shows, and I appreciate it, and that's why it's one of one of his characters, one of the top five for me. And I like um, the fact of all the recurring characters in general. That's right, it's the best Star uh, Trek series. But. You know what? We're not getting into that argument right now. <laughs> And that will be a future show. We can have a conversation. So, hey, let's uh, let's wrap this up because I think we've, uh, it, you know, pun intended, uh, beat a dead horse at this point. Let's move on to our queer corner beat section. Beat a dead Kardashian. Okay, thank you. I, would, I, I like that. We'll go with that. <laughs> no, let's move on. <laughs> so weird. Oh, my gosh. We're goofballs. Uh, so, yeah, let's jump into our queer corner. What do you got? So um, I want to talk about, um, I, I, I don't mean to, this is just because I'm really into entertainment stuff. So uh, a lot of my things are going to be entertainment. I just discovered a, a procedural that was only on for two seasons that I loved called Instinct. Um, Ooh, okay. so it's on CBS All Access. Um, and it is, it's uh, the main character uh, identifies as gay and has a husband. and. It, I'm trying to find, uh, the, the main star of it is Alan Cummings, um, who does a really great job, and um, none of the other people are names anybody would probably recognize. Whoopi Goldberg is in a couple episodes, which is really cool. Um, oh, that's not told you. Naveen Andrews, who is one of the characters on Lost, 
um, is is in the show too. Okay, I and did I'm not, not say, finish. I did not finish that show. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's a it's a good show. It's not. You're not going to be. You're not going to get any. It's a procedural. It's just. I mean, it's right. like it's like Castle or something. It's 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 fun. You're not going to get anything out of it other than just being fun, which in this time frame is not a bad thing. Like I said, it only lasted two seasons and I didn't know anything about it. So that tells you how well it was advertised because I tend to know that kind of shit fairly well. Right. So you um, are really good at, at those things. Like just finding, just remembering names and yeah. shows. And for me, I have so many things in my head. I have to stop and like, which one am I talking about right now? So I would just recommend if you're looking for some fun, why, and it's a great episode. It's a great series because so far the the whole thing about him being gay was never even an issue. They you met his husband who is gorgeous, um, and they they just have a normal life, which I really appreciate. So that's my quick point, right? Because it, it, I mean, it's normal if that's the life you're, you know. Yeah, there wouldn't be any. It doesn't have to I, I be mean, normal for every single person because not everybody's going to identify. But you know. Yeah. Even there's some differences there too. So for my quirk corner, I <laughs> me being kind of a, a dork, um, kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of being a dork. So she's I, a dork. I'm going through like I'm going through my stuff, and I'm like paring down and getting rid of things. And I may or may not have found a Xena Warrior Princess poster. And I so. It's a, it's a really old poster. It, I tossed it because it was just so worn and torn and just bent to crap. And I was like, why do I still have this? I didn't come out until I was 27. And I had this like late teenager. I had this poster. And I, I'm looking at this poster. I'm like, damn, she's hot. I just, I've always found her a very attractive character, an actress. And I'm just a really good actress. Oh my gosh. So good. And I'm like, I'm sitting there just chuckling at myself as I'm throwing this thing away. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I should have just, I should have known then that there isn't that, that my inkling to who I am was not the heteronormative presentation that people thought, thought or expected. It's like, I've never, I've never tried, not that I necessarily subscribe to it. I just kind of lived my own life and just existed in space and time. And as I discovered who I am, I kind of came to that realization. Granted, it happened at 27, but that's fine. And I, but I'm looking at these childhood things that I have, and I'm like, I have GI Joes. I found GI Joes. I have Barbie. Uh, she's got her head, her hair's all cut, cut up, and she's got tattoos. Ken has a mustache, and he's got tattoos. And it's just, I understand now why my friends didn't want me playing with their Barbies because they saw the condition that my Barbies were in, and that I played with GI Joes. And so, as like an eight year old screaming at me, telling me that I'm not allowed to touch their toys. I now understand that. And I'm in my, I'm in my thirties. I now understand what was going on as a child. It's like, fine. 37. Um, and I just, I just chuck, chuckle. It's like, I was such a young version of myself and how little we know ourselves when we're that, when we're that young, like you just don't know as you look, as you grow and you experience life, you start to feel things. You start to learn things. Your perspectives change. It happens all the time. And I, I saw this poster and I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I still dig her. I still dig me a Lucy Lawless. Like she is a phenomenal actress. 
well-trained, has her craft honed. I enjoy Amazing her. on Battlestar Galactica. Amazing oh on Battlestar Galactica. Just love her work. Uh, but I definitely had a crush on her as the Inner Warrior Princess. I used to have a crush on Hercules, but then I found he's a dick, so I can't have a crush on him I anymore. mean, isn't that the point? He's got a dick? No. It's not where you're going. No, I mean, it... Um, he is finding out he's a very, very conservative person. He voted for Trump. I think that's all I need to say. But. I mean, the first time I could see you being being hoodwinked into a lie, especially if you're, if you're in a certain bubbles. No. The second time. Yeah, very, very Christian conservative. So it, yeah. I don't mind people being Christian. I want to make sure that's a known, but. Christian conservative to the point where they don't believe in gay people. And that's, that's kind of where he's at. So My, I don't care what your beliefs are, your policies are or anything like that. But if they involve impeding somebody's civil rights, freedom, anything like that, that's a problem. That is a problem. Yes. I don't care if you're Christian, you're Buddha, you're Muslim, you're left, you're right, you're up, down. I don't care. But as soon as your actions impede the rights of others, that's where I have a problem. We could differ on policies. That's fine. Let's have a conversation about those policies and how we can implement it. Maybe find a middle And we will do that better. on another show. Fine. You could tell us a lot. Then I think that <laughs> I think this would be the time. I think it's perfect time to. Perfect. Yes. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Bam. I think we could honestly say everybody knows we are here. We are queer. We are queer as fuck, and we're not leaving you. That's right, baby. We're here all day. Well, as long as you want us in your ears. Thank you so much for joining us on Quernundrum. If you would like to connect with us on social media, our Facebook and Twitter are Quernundrum, and our Instagram is Quernundrum Podcast. You can drop us a DM there. You can email us at Quernundrum at Quernundrum. Yeah. Quernundrum at Quernundrum.com. There we go. Wow. There's a quernondrum at symbol quernondrum.com. And you can share your stories, your quernondrums. We'll get back to you. If it's a conversation that uh, goes on our podcast, we'll give you a shout out. If you want us to not do that, that's fine. Let us know that when you send us those emails so that we can respect your privacy. If there's anything that we said that came across offensive or we screwed up the language on something, please let us know with respect. Treat us with dignity as we anticipate um, to, you know, from any of our fellow human beings. Or You're- don't treat us with dignity and we'll ignore it. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> we have very different views of how we approach things. I want to listen and learn, and I would love to listen and learn from you. Oh, I'll listen here and to learn, but I won't you a platform respond to it. To... <laughs> I'm going to have to play that back. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I just said, I will listen and learn, but I won't respond if they're going to be a jerk when they, you know. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. People it was love. nothing bad this time. We could be different. Let's be different together. Different together. I can't believe I just sang. Sorry about that. All right. Until next week. Be well. We love you. And take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.